Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Here's your look at how markets wrapped up overnight. And we've got the S&P 500 ticking lower for a third straight day. So Wall Street trying to digest the latest corporate earnings and also struggling to shake off some of the pressure from rising bond yields. You've got the S&P 500 underwater by 0.3% to 4,502. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost around 67 points or down 0.2% to 35,216. The Nasdaq Composite, pretty much the same, underwater slightly by 0.1% to 13,960. So we're talking about bond yields. So those yields popped with the benchmark 10-year treasury yield trading around 4.18%. That is near its highest levels since November 2022. So those rise in rates seem to be pressuring the real estate sector, which was down overnight by more than 1%. The top sector, which was down, the top loser, utilities, lower by 2.3%. Also taking a look at a VIX index near its highest levels since June. So lots to unpack and to help us out, we've got Sophie Lan-Yates. She is the lead equity analyst at Hargreaves Lansdowne. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. All right, awesome. So let's start with the overview first. And we've got a sell-off being extended. It does look like the market's struggling to find any reason to turn around yet. Yeah, absolutely. So as you were just pointing out there, you know, all three major US stock indices have kind of finished below the the, the flat line in the last in the latest trading session. Um, and, you know, this, as you again, you were just saying, this is not a new sell off, you know, it's, it's extending a sell off that we've been having kind of for the majority of the week. Um, and there's a few reasons mm. for this, really, the, the market is um, well, first of all, it's already incredibly sensitive. You know, valuations are very frothy. So there's a lot of weight in the market. So that's, you know, that's one reason. But a big one is that downgrading from FIT, the rating agency that we had earlier in the week that has, you know, stripped the US of its AAA rating. Um, and it, it highlighted concerns over worsening fiscal conditions over the coming three years. But it also, crucially, brought in some questions over governance as well. So I think... The combination of those frothy valuations and some some macro concerns um, from the rating agencies, the the market is, yeah, as you say, it's it's really struggling. Yeah, I'm just curious about the fish ratings downgrade. Is this a bit of an overreaction because it's still pretty creditworthy, it's just one notch down? How much should we read into this? Yeah, it's a really, really fair point. Um, You know, I don't think anybody is thinking that the the US is suddenly uninvestable. Um, And actually, there is, you know, certainly an argument to say this move based slightly on outdated data, mm. um, especially when you consider the fact that, you know, this, this trajectory of inflation in the US, although it's particularly poor inflation, is still a bit too high for comfort. The trajectory of inflation is still definitely on a more favourable gradient. So um, I do think there's an element of, of overreaction, or that's at least one way that it could be it could be phrased for sure. All right, we'll see how that plays out. Okay, so let's dive into the earnings. And this is fun for me because you can kind of get a glimpse into what's playing out in the economy, looking at what the commentary is coming through with. And Apple is interesting because of its iPhones. Not so great news. Uh, you've got Apple earnings 
um, not impressing investors enough, it seems, because shares are underwater right now, around 2%. And it seems like part of that reason is people just not buying enough iPhones. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the iPhone line, you know, they were down, um, you know, kind of two, just under 2.5%. And certainly, we know, right, it's no surprise, the, you know, the iPhone sales are really, really important to Apple earnings, and the market is disappointed by that. Um, and there is always going to be a little bit of a wobble here, because as you were just pointing out, Apple is kind of this barometer. It's a way you can kind of measure consumer confidence in spending, mm. right? Um, and the fact that we have seen that weakness, it, it is disappointing. But on the flip side of that, you know, try and find a bit of positivity. The fact that we're in this super high inflation super high uncertainty environment and actually sales of, of something that cost about $1,000 have only dropped about 2%. To me, I still think that's really quite resilient and, and is really a testament to the strength of Apple's brand. But certainly you wouldn't want to see that, that dropping too much further because as you say, the market is already um, pretty disappointed by that. Yeah, Sophia, I guess there's a case to be made that they didn't really have any new products in the latest quarter they reported. Perhaps they can look forward to the new quarter uh, that's unrolling with um, the iPhone 15 around the horizon, maybe more Apple Watches. Um, based on what you're hearing from Apple, what's the sense of what is to come when it comes to consumer spending? Is this just a case of people waiting for new Apple products? Are you, uh, Sophie, looking for new Apple stuff? Yeah, so this is actually the ultimate question right now and why we're seeing a wobble in the first place. So Apple is really having to pedal very hard to convince people to, to upgrade, right? You know, the difference mm. between phones now is very, very small compared to, say, you know, I remember um, the first, I'm showing my age now, but I remember <laughs> the first iPhone. And, um, you know, and you think about how different each model was back yes. in the day. It was huge. Uh, it was a completely different product every time. That is not the case anymore. So they are having to, they're going to need to be very creative for sure. You know, we've seen the headset and, and all that kind of stuff. They are going to need to be creative. Um, but I do think rather than this being a huge excitement for the iPhone 15, I think it is people just holding off on, on big scale items um, while while their economic situation is, is so uncertain. That's the way that I'm viewing it at the moment. Yeah, new colours, new screen sizes. We'll see what Apple comes up with next. So let's turn our attention to Amazon, which was the other big earnings update we were looking out for. And it is almost a different picture where you've got shares rising 10% in after-hours trading. Amazon, what's the story here, Sophie? Yeah, so this has been a really exciting one to look at this evening. Um, well, certainly this evening, my time. And we've seen that second quarter net sales, they were just over $134 billion for the quarter. And that was really quite far ahead of expectations. Um, and the reason I think that we've seen such a dramatic share price increase is because uh, nerves were a lot higher going into Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've had some really, really tricky Um, a really tricky margin landscape, particularly in the retail business. And actually sales have been doing a lot better in the retail division, particularly in North America. Um, And also cost savings have been incredibly effective. So basically that margin anxiety has been put to bed a little bit. And, you know, unfortunately, the reason that cost savings have been so effective is because, you know, those um, those very well-publicized um, layoffs. So that's mm-hmm. had uh, an impact as well. And but really, Amazon is doing um, is doing better than expected. And as much as um, growth in AWS 
is is slower than it has been, it's still pretty resilient. Um, and there's still a great deal of excitement about the potential value of the AWS business as well. Yeah, there's been some talk about how it's behind in the AI race. How do you see AWS uh, fitting into this equation? Yeah, so AWS is in a slightly different position compared to, say, Microsoft. You know, it's, it's not necessarily its products are kind of poised and waiting to be adopted as companies increasingly harness new technologies. Um, so it doesn't immediately benefit from booming demand for models like OpenAI, but it does stand to gain from other apps using things like um, there's one uh, stability AI is, is called, you know, it's kind of this deep learning text to image model. And ultimately, um, AWS's position in the AI and kind of cloud stack, as it were, is a positive one. I would say it's just not going to benefit as immediately as some other companies, but that doesn't mean it won't in the future. Yeah, I suppose the they provide the plumbing, which will be critical for running all these apps and services, which are going to be using Absolutely. AI. All right, so we've yeah, got it's more earnings. of an infrastructure play. Yeah, we've got earnings, Sophie. So let's uh, take a step back and look at what you are seeing for the rest of the year. So we've got a pretty good rally. So far this year, especially among the tech names, uh, what's your take on going forward? Are we looking to rotate away from the sector right now? Yeah, so as you say, the the year-to-day performance has been pretty phenomenal. Um, Really, for me, I'm looking at this kind of macro down. The, The one big thing to really keep an eye on here is that the very worst of the pain from monetary tightening um, from those higher interest rates is only just starting to trickle down in a really meaningful way. So I think we, we could see a situation where consumer spending really starts to, to, to become difficult, which I think could have an impact. And also seeing some data um, today that, um, you know, there are really these increasing signs that CEOs don't think that a really harsh downturn is about to strike anytime mm. soon. So we're seeing an increase in capital expenditures um, this quarter, um, which tells me that companies aren't too worried. So I think potentially we're looking at a situation with a softer economic landing. So I think the rally at at least will slow down. um, But I'm not sure that we'll be seeing a total reversal by the end of this year. But of course, now I've said that, I've jinxed it. (laughs) Yeah, let it sound that. More optimism in the air. I'll be looking forward to that. I've been sharing with Sophie Lange-Yates. She is the lead equity analyst for Hargreaves Lansdowne. Sophie, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio, at the App Store and Google Play.